This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that thought it was never in doubt on Saturday. This week on Heart and Hand, truncated. So welcome to Art and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar, I'm your host and I'm joined this week by Mr Scott Vandenacker. Hello to what is now becoming Groundhog Pod. Yes, uh, although this one will be slightly different and uh, it'll probably be shorter because both Scott and I are off on jaunts. Uh, I'm off to Manchester and London and Scott is off to that London himself. Yes, which means that in between packing... We are doing a pod because we love you guys so much. So it's half and half. You get it early, but you get it shorter. No, Which is quite lot, how I like to make love, funnily enough. Exactly, and I think you beat me to the punch with that joke. And talking about beating to the punch, that's how I like to make love. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Saturday, Scott, we played Partick Thistle, uh, something we haven't seen for, for quite a long time. And uh, we eventually... Managed to get the victory by two goals to one. Uh, Joe Dodu is now worth, must be, well, he's got quarter of Dembele's goals, so he must be worth, what, 10 million already. And counting. And counting. Um, But up until young Joe's intervention, uh, it wasn't uh, an atypical performance, shall we say that? No. Um, Can I just say at at this stage, though, folks, you've been listening to the pod for years, I hope. And you know that David and I, when we call something, we call it right. That that's just a fact. And some people, David, some people are meteorologists and they can tell the weather, can't they? Yeah. Some people are divinologists and can use entrails of animals to work out um, the we, future. Mm-hmm. We, however, no rangersy stuff. Okay. We do. And play Forrester and do do, isn't that hard? No. We've been seeing it for a while. Rangers 
Just do it, come on. Yeah, Forrester was our best attacking threat, and obviously when Dodo came on, he got the two goals. What was interesting to me was um, both goals, which were excellent, incidentally, both goals were set up by Kenny Miller, and he deserves a hell of a lot of credit. I saw some people afterwards saying, I well, apart from that, well, apart from, you know, <laughs> yes, he's finished, yeah. he can be a bit suspect, but, you know, winning the ball in midfield to slide this through for a 94 minute winner and uh, then a lovely ball through for Dodo to although obviously they'll have to do with the volley but they looked to have an understanding and he said in his post-match interview that um, he said in his post-match interview that in training both him and Kenny they, they feel they've got a really good understanding and I thought well we need to use this well I think what's interesting as well is that in a system we play people have been moaning that oh the wingers just hug the touchline there's nothing so Miller's dropping deep He's using his experience and his uh, his years on the pitch to actually drop deeper and like the midfield, not hug the touchline. He's doing it well, and everyone's down moaning that he's never up front. He's when never he, up front. When he did it on Saturday, Scott, it was so interesting because I said it was Joe Dodo who brought who said this. He goes, "Yeah, when Kenny gets the ball, I know just to go because I know he'll find me." I thought, "Oh, great! You know, and it's the oldest and one of the most effective things in yeah. football that the the early run, the early pass, that knowledge of I know he gets the ball, I need to go." Conversely, Kenny Miller and uh, Joe Garner have clearly never met. Uh, Garner's, Garner's really struggling badly in this system he, he can't play this system No I think Joe Dudu Might be the shout for Tynecastle As he said himself and, and what was a great interview by the way I'm glad you picked it up Dodu was funny Well spoken Self deprecating And he seemed really enthusiastic as well It was lovely to see his interview But he was saying himself that He doesn't want to be known as super sub No no And he does think there's more to come from him Than just being a sub all the time I think it's time for Rangers to look at that and Forrester, what we've said for about a year, he's apparently goes out the piss too much, right? Mm. I don't know how fit he is. I don't know if he's a top athlete. He shaves his scrotum. All of these things. But he can trap the ball. He can pass the ball to a guy with the same colour shirt on. And in the 4-3-3 that Warburton's trying to do, he has got the touch mm. and the ability to do the one-twos that's what it's looked for, and he can finish. So that, you know, as you say, great insight by us, as usual, Forrester, Dodo, which... Can't really take too much credit for. Although someone did say on Twitter, Scott, that unlike previous managers, this manager doesn't listen to you guys. Well, you know, Mark, you're an intelligent man. I don't, I don't really know how much clearer we can we can make this. I think we're reaching out to you, and you've got to meet us halfway. Yeah, and and do what we tell you, and, and everybody will be happy. Now, a lot of complaints about the. I was going to say complaints about the midfield almost taking over from the defence. There's no area of the team that you would say is working to capacity at the moment. But in the midfield, is it as simple as the three of them are rubbish, they're not playing well, they don't suit each other? Or is it a case of, as I think, that it becomes very difficult because I'm not entirely sure they know what to do at all, you know, in, in all situations. And I think that the ease with which teams break on us, as was yet again exposed on Saturday, is because we've got. Guys who've grown up with a defined method of how to play football, and you can slag that and you can say it's wrong and we need to educate the next generation, fine. But Holt, Halliday and Windass have grown up where they've played 4 4 whatever, and everyone's had a job and everyone's known what to do. And now our midfield seems to be this sort of... I mean, does anybody really know where anybody starts in that three, honestly? I think it was interesting listening to Neil McCann 
Yes, uh, it was. It was a real bonus to turn on and see him uh, doing the commentary and Andy Walker not. It, it was it was always a bonus. And Neil McCann was saying that the thing that strikes you about midfield and up front is it's shapeless. And I think there's two, there's two things, perhaps in mitigation, David, we should look at. Number one is there isn't really anyone else. Through injuries and suspension and Barton being a cock, there isn't really any other midfielders to play. There's Crooks. And he's vanished. Basically, he wasn't even in the squad on, on Saturday. So, there's no one to bring on. Secondly, you do have a point, and they're playing unnatural, an unnatural system that they're not... Like, Halliday's not a defensive midfielder. No, he's not. And Holt isn't a box-to-box midfielder who Lincoln play. The only one who you could say is doing his natural game is Windass, and he is struggling to put together 90 minutes every week. Also, he's a young lad, is his first big move. I don't know why. No, but you know, even at that, you can't rely on him. Similarly with Crooks, I mean, these are guys that are going to develop, but you can't say. And once we get those two fit and flying, it's not fair on them. That's it's a roster as well. Roster's never fit. When he is fit, it'll take him a long time to be up to ninety minutes, and you can't build a team around him. Exactly, it's not fair. They're not fit enough at the moment, and they're too young. So there's no one else basically to take the place in the midfield. Um, they do let people break on them too often. Uh, I'm not sure that, it, again, that's where it comes leadership in defence as well, which we'll come on to in a minute. But someone has to be at the back watching the game unfold. And what I'm worried about slightly is that no one is shouting to anyone else, the number or whatever, number eight, he's got off your shoulder. People are turning around and noticing that their man's dirty arms yeah, behind them yeah. on the way to goal. Where's the communication between the players? Who's telling the other player, watch him, he's off your shoulder, watch him, he's made a run? They don't seem to be noticing what is unfolding when teams break on us. There's no captain out there. That's perhaps something I'd notice in midfield. No, you're absolutely right. There's no dominant figure in our side. Uh, the closest we've probably got to it is Clint Hill, who was who was missing on on Saturday, and it's a pretty poor state of affairs that that's the case. And maybe you know, I know, I, and I am a football hipster, and I know that a lot of football hipsters will say, "Oh, we make too much of us leaders on the pitch," and. Well, maybe we do, maybe we do, but you can see when they're not there, and I think currently you know, we're very you know, much in that position. Uh, about Wilson coming back, it's not Wilson's individual mistakes, it's not Wilson's a bad player. Wilson and Keenan together, between them, no one's a leader, they have no idea where the line should be, they have no idea who should go and who should stay, who sweep, and you could tell instantly with Hill not there that there was no organisation. That doesn't make them bad players, but... They cannot play together. You can see why he brought in Clint Hill, which a lot of people doubted. Um, Clint Hill has had that defence organised, stepping out together for about four or five weeks now. And as you said, we started just to take that for granted. On Saturday, probably summed up by the goal that Thistle scored, yeah. there wasn't the cohesion in defence. There wasn't. Wilson and Kieran tend to chase the same ball, make the same mistakes, daydream, one's too deep playing everyone onside, that kind of thing. Not shouting when someone's breaking off the midfield. They just play their own game. They're both in a bubble, playing their own 90 minutes, and that's a problem. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair enough. Um, two big games this week coming up. Hearts away and Aberdeen before we'll speak to, to the people again. Hearts uh, have been rocked, in, in tabloid terms, Scott, rocked by an approach from MK Dons for their, their manager, which is which is good. It's good for the, the new clubs to stick together. So thanks, MK Dons, for... Uh, for doing that for us uh, just just before all the Tim's listening send that in and 
I'm a tad surprised. I, I think MK Dons could, you know, get better than than Robbie Nielsen. But uh, if it, he'd be mad not to take it, incidentally. But if it does have an unsettling effect, we'll take it. We'll take anything at this point because it's going to be a tough game. I'm not sure of the mentality of our boys for Tynecastle on a Wednesday night, which is going to be mental. I, I think the problem with this game is that, in some ways, Scottish football is trying from about. 30 years behind to, to join the Pep revolution. Hearts are making absolutely no pretense at being six foot four sloggers. They're an extraordinarily physical Route 1 team without any airs and graces. And we have not faced something like that for a while. And I, I agree with you, I do actually worry about Wednesday night. Aberdeen on paper are the better team, yet I fancy us more against them than against Hearts. I, I think it's going to be a really, really torrid time on Wednesday night. Um, hearts a couple of times I've seen them even on the highlights it's everything's a battle everything's yeah. a there's elbows there's jostling there's up for the high balls it's not it's about as far removed as the Mark Warburton 43 Barca light dream as these players can possibly imagine and they have to be up for it we have to fight and compete before we can play any football and I do have some reservations about, about that on Wednesday the other thing I would say is that with Hibs and Dundee United at the league, the nearest thing you get to uh, a cauldron in Scottish football for us are Parkhead, Tynecastle and Pataudry or the Rangers Aberdeen fixture at Ibrox. That, that, that's really it. No disrespect to the rest of the teams, but they are not sides that are traditionally seen as rivals or big matches. So you don't have that intensity. Uh, you could see that on Saturday. You know The atmosphere was was very kind of Saturday morning at the football, I thought. And it's going to be a new thing for a lot of them. And I, I do I do wonder how they'll do. I thought it was very intelligent, though, of Aberdeen to um, have a week off before their, cup, their real cup final this Saturday. It was, I think, uh, resting the players at the weekend was a massive stroke by McInnes. And I hope we don't suffer the backlash from no, that uh, next weekend. It's clever management. I, I don't honestly see, you know, people say, oh, well, if we get rid of uh, Mark Warburton, we should get McInnes in. Uh, you people are nuts. McInnes is not a very good manager. He's, he's you know, uh, a 20 years ago clogger. Um, he, his teams play the same way. Good at set pieces seems to be it. And. Yeah, I just uh, that's not to say that Aberdeen won't beat us on Saturday, but I just I, I don't uh, foresee a bright future under that guy. No, plus David and I anyway, folks. I've got a new hipster name for you anyway. Um, we're the people that brought you Mark Warburton, and they were talking to David Wagner, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Well, you are because I made it clear to you that uh, that that boy's going places and. Uh, no, Ibrox isn't one. Scottish football isn't one of them. Uh, the Huddersfield well, yeah. coach, yeah, he's excellent. Jurgen Klopp's sure. best mate. Maybe we should do that. Let, let's go and hang about like Pep to use Pallad. That's true. David Wagner must have a like he's Klopp's pal, right? And he's yeah. going places. He must have a wee pal. But then didn't we do that with Walter? We did. When he um, left, we got in his wee pal. Didn't really work. Quite as well, did it? Which is an excellent seg into the the kind of hot topic of this week. Uh, Resolution eleven from the AGM failed uh, very very narrowly, zero point four percent. And one of the the debating points is that possibly the reason it failed is that Ali McCoist didn't vote. Two people, Malcolm Murray and Ali McCoist, who are both apparently massive Rangers men. 
know what it's all about and stepped in. What was it? They came in duty called, mm. David? Yeah. Um, I don't think they came in duty called at the EGM last week. No. Duty called and they, neither of them put their votes in for Resolution 11, so I'm not sure what coming with duty calls means well, when you look at the bigger picture. I'm very lazy and I don't like to leave the house and I managed to vote for Resolution 11. Yes. Um, my Daxon's named Colin... Mm. Managed to vote for Resolution Eleven. It's what what from from I mean yeah I'm, I'm struggling a bit here. What from the outside could possibly be the motivation? The only thing I can think of, and this is not actually a, this is just a theory. I don't want people going. Is that maybe Ali McCoy's knows Malcolm Murray, and Malcolm Murray apparently has a beef with Dave King. And I wonder if he they were acting in concert. Apart from that, I cannot think of anything or any reason why he wouldn't just lift up Proxy's vote over. It would have taken Ali McCoyst, what, two minutes? Yeah. Two minutes of his time. It's, this is, I'm going to try and frame this. Not doing this was a deliberate act in the same way as doing something can be. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah. That, how I would leave it at this juncture. Yeah, it's not absent-mindedness and it has reverberations for us and, and not good ones. And it's very disappointing and I think that um, he makes it hard for you sometimes. He's an alley defender. He, he, make, he doesn't have to make it hard for you sometimes. I think what I'm looking forward to is um, I think there's a lot of pressure on him now to maybe make a statement or, or to discuss what happened and I'll be very, very interested to read what his what the thought process was because I know... And you know, you you know, you've got sources and David and I. Basically, listeners, we can't tell you everything that goes on, and because we don't know how true a lot of it is, but we do hear through the grapevine that Ali did know and was reminded by the board, and he was told specifically about the vote coming up, and he he wasn't not told. It wasn't not in his diary. Hmm. No, it's, he, it's, he was very well aware of the date and the importance. No, it's it's. it's Disappointing to say the least. Okay then. Now normally we do our wee intro thing and blah 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 and batter in, but because time is short this week, this is literally the only window Scott and I have to do this, and I need to edit and all the rest of it while you know packing and getting all my goth clothes out to go and see the cure. So I'm not going to give you a big build up to sporting integrity this week, Scott. To be honest, you've given me a big build up over the years and it's still shit so maybe point, yeah. just maybe that's a fair point but uh, yes the Sporting Integrity Award uh, that's when we look around the world of sport and see who most closely resembles the fucktards at the SFA ironic you should see that David and why is I, that my friend okay I'll tell you for why my dear friend I thought I would look back cast an eye over why this was called Sporting Integrity in the first place yes when you, when we christened this section it was laden David it was laden, laden. with irony yes oh yes um, but of course, what happens with all comedy, of course, is that sometimes as as life gets faster, communications get better, the world gets smaller, real life can outpace satire, I, I think. I think you'd agree with that. Yes. And the SFA, who, who we basically slagged as hapless policemen of Celtic, who had no interest in football or ability to change it, even if they had an interest in it, mm-hmm. I thought I'd look at, at where this has brought us. Where this is, has taken us, um, and let, let's discuss. David, can I ask you a few questions in the form of a quiz? Because you love quizzes. I do love quizzes because I'm awesome at them. Right, Scotland's under twenty one teams. Are they going to the Euros next year? 
Now, I don't have any knowledge of this because, as you know, I'm not perhaps the most fervent follower of international football, but I'm going to think no. Correct. Did Scotland qualify for the, <laughs> the Euros just there that everyone qualified for, including Wales, Northern Ireland, Iceland, Hungary? Were Scotland there? I've, I remember, no. No, they weren't. Well, surely they're qualifying for the next World Cup. I mean, they must be on course to beat the World Cup. Well, if, if they win the remaining six matches. Uh, oh. Well, what about attendance figures? Surely things were booming before Rangers came back and they didn't just rely on... Oh, well... well OK, David Wright. We'll get are, you, are you trying to suggest, Scott, that the SFA is basically presiding over catastrophic failure on every single level of uh, Scottish football? Uh, I, I was. That's what this was leading until I decided... Because you've just... I don't know. I'm, I'm now confused. I thought, can you give me a minute to look up the FIFA rankings, David? That just came out. Just give me a minute. OK. Top 10. No, no. 20s. No, it's, it's not there, David. 30s. Um, do you think... Wait a minute. I'm at the 50s now, David. Where's... Oh! 67. And who is either side of us? Well, just... Behind us, top ten is Guinea Bissau. It's <laughs> not even a thing. That's that's, <laughs> a, that's a second course. Yes, uh, yes. Guinea fowl are just behind us, and just ahead of us, though romping in at sixty six is Benin. Jesus Christ! Um, also tucked in nicely, just ahead of us is United Arab Emirates, Montenegro, Uzbekistan, and Mali. <sighs> now. It's very hard to do a section called Sport Integrity, ironically taking the piss out of the SFA when they're doing such a brilliant job in real life. Mm, it's, uh, yeah. But we manage it. We still manage it. Hmm. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be, make it quick because David and I have things to do. Pack, um, have more alcohol in my case and have less alcohol in David's case. Yeah, so I'm going to just only go to Romania. Yay! Let's, let's head. Okay. Firstly in Romania is the former Gloria Bizal coach, VRL Eon, okay? Okay. Now, not only was he given a long-term match-fixing ban, his assistant, Romeo Bonica, great. Great name, was given a, a ban, as were 14 players, after the whole club was discovered to have been match-fixing, okay? Well, you know, that's not a good thing to get your, to get involved in. But are they wasting their time? No. This is what VRL Eon has to say. Football is a joke. It's a circus with clowns. Now, now we're into farming. Seriously, folks, I work the tractor, Bunica drives the plough, and the players assist us. We embrace hard work, and the farm's proving more fun than football ever did. I, I don't think a farm would prove more fun to me than football ever would, frankly. You'd imagine that maybe they're just trying to make the best of a bad situation, and they might have made that up. Yeah, I I would think so. I just don't necessarily think that. I mean, I, I couldn't work in a farm. You know me. I don't like getting up early. I don't do any sort of manual labour at all. You don't like going outside. I don't very like much. going outside. Um, I'm not a big fan of animals that aren't dogs. I just it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. It wouldn't fly. It, it would never work. Um, I think the the Heart and Hand podcast farm is unlikely. Yeah, it is unlikely to, to get. Um, I did see an interesting thing this week. I wasn't aware of this, and people, you should check this out. It's Facebook. If you're on Facebook, local things for sale, and they have these groups where people sell, you know, just 
thing. Very similar to, to Gumtree, I suppose. You post up a picture of what you've got to sell. You've got a lot um, of good stuff on there. I, I like these kind of things. It's interesting. So what were you looking for? Well, see, you like these... No, well, I, I wouldn't. You like these kind of things, but I wouldn't yeah. buy them because, one, I don't get second-hand stuff because of the gank factor that somebody might have touched it with their gank. And That's true. I just I can't. It's like these people that buy secondhand clothes. What the fuck are you thinking? I mean, seriously, someone has had that on their person. Are you fucking mental? Right? I get. Don't get me wrong. I get soiled underwear. I'm not my thing, but I get it because you know you're having a wang. But oh yeah, your for sale secondhand t-shirt. What? You can't but, yeah. do. Hold on. Point counterpoint. A lot of spackers do well out of that. A lot of people donate their clothes for spackers and stuff. Ah, in Malawi and all that, right? I get that, but but selling it, oh right. Anyway, a friend brought to my attention though that someone in the View Park area—I don't know if any of you know View Park. It's in Uddingston. It's it's it sort of resembles. No, no, it's sub Uddingston. It's sub Uddingston, sub Uddingston, yeah. And uh, it, it, I'm sure it's a lovely place. Right? I mean, I've I've only ever driven past it at high speeds. Um, you know, with the in an armored, in an armored with, car, with the car locked and. Uh, uh, I worked in Uddingston for a while and I met quite a few people from View Park and uh, yes um, big Celtic area mm-hmm. just saying uh, for sale in the local items at this time of year you can imagine there were toys there were bikes, um, bikes. yeah 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 absolutely yeah. there are even you know things like guitars you know the usual kind of just, oh, just stuff people yeah. have had CDs books but things people have had that they no longer need or want and I think it's nice at this time of year I think it's nice well yeah, yeah you're you're becoming quite jippo mate uh, do you know what I mean you've you've changed see when I first met Scott folks Scott was the most urbane poncy middle class dick you could ever hope to meet and at the time when we first met I was I was much younger than Scott still am in fact and I said to him one night he said do you fancy a pint and I said sure uh, he goes, where do you want to go? And I go, well, somewhere cheap because I'm a bit skinned. And he said, I don't do cheap. Right? It's true. And now I'm basically a paraffin. Now, yeah. what are you like? I mean, seriously, man. I'm a scuzzy paraffin. I mean, I would drink the sops out. Of the, see some of the pubs that we refused to go to? Yeah. I would drink the sops out in there. Whereas me... You yeah. go another way. You're Mr. November. I am, I am horrible. I mean, I just... I mean, I won't... Oh, God, yeah... Certainly won't wear second-hand clothes. Don't do cheap. Um, you know, have a gardener and a cleaner to do the manual labour around the massive house. I'm, I'm, I'm a pawns. Eighteen watches. No, actually thirty-four. Thirty-four. That last count, right? Um, but for sale in this, uh, that even you, you know, Mister Pikey, wouldn't countenance buying. I hope someone had for sale a second-hand sex toy. Second hand. Yep. And at first you think, well, they can shove that up there, and then you go, well, actually, you know. Was it one careful lady owner? You fucking hope so. <laughs> you fucking hope so, wouldn't you? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, although I suppose, you know, where it's been depends on where you want to, to stick it, I suppose. Well, uh, one man's... No, no, no. no. Get to Romania, mate. Literally. No. Uh, not not with the proceeds of a, a second-hand sex toy. God, that was... What a ghastly thought. I'm about... The only way I can pick this up, folks, from where it's gone, the only way I can close this pod in any way that isn't going to sully you and me is Gigi Bacali. Yay! I found... He's back! The patron saint of the pod. 
He's back. Okay, with two great stories with Gigi, right? And of course, you know what it's linked to? It's linked to Donald Trump. Oh, he must be, you know... I'm sure he's over he, the moon. I'm, he's yeah, over the moon. I was going right? to say, he must be a pal of Donald Trump. He is. And he's over the moon about his election. But there's a couple of great stories coming out of it, right? Story, this is fantastic. Story one, okay? Now remember, Gigi's he's only out in parole. And as we told you last year, he's out in parole, saying he's now a man of God. So hopefully he'll stay out of prison. I'm hoping this. But he was talking about Donald Trump. He said, Trump's election's hidden sin. He then went on to describe the similarities. Nine years ago, he wanted to build offices in some of my land in Bucharest. Now, folks, brackets. I do even think it was GD's land. Is it? That's why he's in prison. Yes. But anyway, um, the deal was good. The deal was profitable for both parties. But nothing happened and the building wasn't built. So the interviewer asked him why. He said, well, he wanted the Bacali Trump Tower. I wanted the Trump Bacali Tower. <laughs> there was no agreement. We could not proceed. That's magnificent. That, you have to admire both of them on that. Come on. I love the way neither gave in. No, yep. okay, we'll walk away. It's fantastic. I would have been. Exa- yeah. I would have done exactly the same. See, I thought of you in that. And um, this, this is great. This is this is hope for all the nationalists who are listening as well. Okay, Bacali's also drew a conclusion from last week's result, which was perhaps interesting. But I don't know. Um, the politics isn't for women. And why did he draw that conclusion? How could a woman be the most powerful man in the world? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it, people. Okay, that is fucking magnificent. It's like, no, no. Look at the job description, hen. Right, it's like fireman, policeman. Exactly. Not policewoman, but then Gigi did say brilliantly that a certain glass ceiling has been broken. Uh, Might not be uh, feminists might not agree, but certain things moulds were broken with Donald's uh, election, as Gigi said. Maybe soon. Maybe in a few years, we'll see Romania's Trump. Maybe you'll see Bacali Trump. <laughs> maybe, maybe, just maybe, Trump is going to be the model that proves you don't need to be educated or good at it to be a great leader. <laughs> That's just awesome. The, the chances are people say oh, Donald Trump will be the worst president in US history, and he won the worst president in US history, will always be William Henry Harrison, the man who, when he was elected... Um, during the campaign, people have said he was really old and really thick and uneducated. So he decided he would show them that how young and virile and educated he was that during his inauguration speech, uh, which was 8,000 words, still the longest ever, uh, even though it was freezing, you know, January in, in Washington, he decided to do it just in a suit, you know, no, no overcoat, no hat, yeah. anything like that. And he contracted uh, pneumonia and died 32 days later. See... You have to admire that, don't you? Uh, well, listen, he proved his point. Well, he did. Well, well the, the dying it, thing probably didn't help. Well, but then it also meant he died. It meant he didn't make any mistakes in office. You can, exactly. I, th- there's no Vietnam on his record. No, he'd no failures in. In fact, he'd no successes either. But hey, I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. He he gave it. He gave it a good shot for all those days. Okay, then, folks. Uh, truncated this week, as I said, but it was either this or you didn't get one. And after you moaned like fuck after not getting one two weeks ago, so here you go. Uh, there's still good stuff in there, Scott. I'd say. I think so. I think what it has proved those reporters they love the free stuff, don't they? They love the free stuff. They would like secondhand sex toys. They would not like secondhand sex toys. No, they want pod. They want more pod, but they want new pod. They want fresh pod out the wrapper with a receipt. 
Although they can't take it back or get a refund. No, no, this is it, and they're stuck with it. Uh, All that it means for me to do is tell you guys how you can get in touch with us. Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, on the Facebook page, which is Heart and Hand. You can talk to myself or my friend Scott over here uh, if you follow us on the Twitter, which is uh, me. I'm at Rocks, and Scott is at Scott Heart Hand. And uh, that's pretty much all the places you can you can contact us anywhere. But don't don't write to us. Don't visit or try and meet us or anything like that. Or or offer to sell us a second hand sex toy or anything like that. Um, Big thanks to the executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers, and to you, Mr. Scott Vandenacker. And I would like to thank you, and also wish you well on your um, gothic adventure. Yeah, again, in terms of being a pawns, uh, a few people might might know, uh, big Rangers fan, Gordon Gordon Reed, uh, big Rangers and Ajax fan, I'm sure a lot of you, or a lot of the local guys who listen to this will know him, and um, he's going on the to, to one of the gigs that I'm going to, and he said, oh, I've booked this hotel, and I, and I looked at it and I went, yeah, right, okay, and I booked a different hotel. And he was like, oh, it's just a bed, you just need a, a bed. I was like, no, mm. no. Mm. Um, Folks, we went to see Everton play a couple of years back with producer Robbie. Mm. And we were arguing about what to do on the Saturday night, the night before the game. And uh, David then announced, well, no, I'm doing, I'm not going anywhere. He's like, I'm staying at the apartment, could to put my slippers on, watching my TV with a cup of cocoa. Yeah, exactly. So, Robbie and I were wondering the freezing cold streets of Liverpool, yeah. where David stayed in with his, his fleecy and a pair why of slippers on. Th- why did you think I'd booked us into that place? It was because it had a telly and because it you know, had a living room and because it had like, like I remember the fantastic bathroom and it was so I could go in. Socialise, what is socialising me Fuck that, I've seen, I've seen plenty of you over the years. I'm fucking sick of it, I talk to you every bastard week on this. What more do you want? That's a fair point, actually. Well made. Thank you. Uh, My name's David Edgar. I've been your host, and I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.